0: Thank you for tuning in to the latest message from Island Church, Dundalk. Amen. Glory to God. Well, well, listen, church. We're going to continue back in our series on the, on our on in Him number ten, talking about being in Christ. Amen. Learning who we who we are in Him, being in Him, and everything that we do, Amen. I we've been on this for for ten weeks now, and we'll we'll see how long the, the Lord keeps on going. It seems like we're kind of moving into a closing on this, but but I'm telling you, I I have enjoyed this series, and I pray that. Your eyes of understanding have begun to be opened up to where you can understand exactly who we are as we become one with Jesus. What he's done in us, amen, and what he is doing through us into the land that we're coming into, amen, into this kingdom that we're releasing into this land. I, I love these basic doctrines, these basic teachings. On Jesus and who He's made us of. Why? Because it unveils who we are in Him. I mean, it unveils the Christ in us. And I'm telling you, I I, I so enjoy going back to the basics and, and stirring up these things. I'm telling you, church, I think a lot of us have a Need to, need to know who we are in Jesus, who we are in Christ, and not only just know who we are in him, allow ourselves to put him on. Amen? I'm telling you, teachings like this, some of these basic things, they will confront things on the inside of us. They will confront things in us, anything in us that does not look like Jesus. Amen? And I'm telling you, anything that is not Jesus, we need, to, we need to allow it to be cut off. We need to allow it to, to get relieved from us. And it will completely take away the... The blame game, amen, from the, from the body. How many of y'all know there's a blame game that goes on in the church nowadays? You say, what does that mean? The blame game, saying, you know, Jesus, I, I know you're, you're great, God. You know, Father, you're great. Holy Ghost, you're great, you know. And I, 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 I love all these things about you. I love the church. But listen, there's many things I, you know, can't stop doing because that's how you've made me. And, I, you know, I'd love to stop doing these things, but, but Lord, it's how you made me. Pastor, you know, I, I'd love to quit gossiping, you know, but but Jesus made me this way, you know. I, you know, Pastor, I'd love not to be a liar, you know, but but Jesus has made me this way, you know. I would love not to walk addicted and afflicted in this life, but you know, it's how God made me. I'm telling you, I rebuke those things in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, those are those are those are clear and found confound statements that we are not. You don't know who you are in Christ. You haven't put Him on in anything that we're doing. I'm telling you, Jesus didn't make you this way. Our Father did not make you this way. This is, you have received this from being yoked up to Satan and his environment, amen? Being yoked up into his kingdom has allowed you to pursue these things in your own life, amen? But I'm telling you, church, I got good news. Once you put on Jesus, once you allow Jesus to come in on the inside of you and change you from the inside out, and then you slide him on, I'm telling you, it will change everything about you, amen? It will change all these falsities on the inside of you. It will destroy, it annihilates that yoke of the adversary that he placed upon you, and it yokes you up to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the healer, the, the goodness, the, the everything that's good on the inside of us, it, you know, coming from from him. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. Amen. This is, this is, this is our God. And this is who he's, he's made us to be, church. He has perfected us. Oh, come. Let me say that one more time, church. He has perfected us. He has perfected us from the inside out. He has perfected every thing about us, you know, just as tomorrow was talking about before we got started here. The Lord, when you, when you receive him, you are absolutely perfected on the inside. There is no darkness that can stay on the inside of you. It can't, the light that comes on the inside of you, it pushes it out. It can't stay there anymore. The light is light. That's why we need to get single-eyed in everything that we're looking at, single-minded, allow, allow our spirit to only look at, look at the things that are of light and not of darkness and everything that we're doing, because we, we are perfected. Amen. you say, well, why do I keep on doing some of these bad things? Because you're, you're choosing to do them. Yeah. And as Christians, when we get born again, if we sin, if we start doing things that are outside of the word of God or outside of what Jesus is desiring us to do, listen, you do these things because you choose to do it. I know that's not real popular in, in most Christian churches nowadays, but I'm telling you, if you're in sin as a Christian, it's because you've chosen to do it. It's not because it's how Jesus made you. I mean, he took that nature out of you and imparted his righteousness his right standing, his perfect relationship with each and every one of us. Amen. And I'm telling you, glory to God for it. Glory to God for it. Now, listen, we've been talking about how do, how do, we, how do we get out of these situations? How do, we, how do we begin to walk in Christ in everything that we do? Well, we go back to, to uh, Galatians 2.20, right? Where we got to see that we are crucified and buried with Jesus. Amen. You know, in Galatians 2.20, it says, I am crucified with Christ. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. Church, you begin to see in yourself as Paul was seeing at this wonderful revelation that Paul had. Can you see yourself on the cross with him? He says, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But it's not I that lives. It's Christ dwelling within me. It's Christ that's living his own life through me. And the life which I now live, I live in by the faith of the Son of God. And the life which I now live, in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. I'm I'm telling you, church, this is some good news, church. If you will die to yourself, Jesus says, I will live through you. Mm -hmm. Hmm? If you will die unto yourself, Jesus says, I'll come in and I'll live my life. I'll live it through each and every one of you. I will live it. But you're going to have to die to yourself. See, we're going to have to give up our life before we can take on his. You're going to have to give away your desires. You're going to have to give away yourself personally before you can allow Him to live His life through you. Amen. This is this is the only place where you begin to be able to operate in His faith. And then it says it says that I, by the flesh I live by what? By the faith of the Son of God. Amen, we can, we can live by the faith of the Son of God. This is, this is one of the uh, fruits of the Spirit that, that or excuse me, the, uh, yeah, the, the fruits of the Spirit that come upon us, amen, is His faith. We, we receive His faith, His love, His joy, His peace, His long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, amen, His faith, His faith, amen. We receive His faith, and we can operate in these things. And I'm telling you, this is, this is the kind of faith I want to operate in, not, not to where I have to see something before I believe it can come to pass. I want to operate in the faith that moves mountains. That when I speak, a mountain disappears. When I speak, healing comes into people's bodies. When we speak, we can raise up the dead. I'm telling you, this is the kind of faith that the Lord is desiring us to operate in. You say, well, how do I operate in that faith? We call those things that be not as though they were. How do we we operate in that faith? I'm telling you, it's intimacy. It's intimacy i'm telling you everything boils back to this place of intimacy this this longing this this being one with jesus himself everything comes back to get us in that in that position to where we posture ourselves to where to where anything we hear from the lord we begin to move it anytime he steps into the room and his presence comes in we we yield to that and then anytime he whispers to us it becomes so real Amen, that whatever circumstance comes up against us, it it doesn't matter how big it is. It doesn't matter how many bankers are calling. It doesn't matter what the doctor is saying. You can hear his whisper saying, you are healed. You can hear his whisper saying, you are my son and my daughter. You can hear his whisper saying, I have given you the power and authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all powers of the enemy church. But we got to get to that place where his whisper is so much more real than our circumstance. How do we do that? It's this place called intimacy. It's this place called intimacy. Can I just say this without offending anyone in here today, without offending anyone that's watching? Amen. Listen, it is an absolute affront to Jesus. Is an absolute affront to the finished work of Jesus Christ and what he's performed for us, what he has sacrificed for us. It is an absolute affront, amen, to allow anything that Satan has to come in and defeat you, to compromise you, to manipulate you. Amen. It is an absolute affront to Jesus and what he's done. I'm telling you, church, we need to, this, is, this is why sickness makes me angry, church. It makes me angry when I see people bound up with sickness and disease. Not, not angry at the people because I know some people don't have the same revelation. I know they're dealing with stuff. I understand that. I've dealt with things in my own life. I know it can be difficult. I'm not saying that we have compassion for the people. But I'm telling you, it makes me angry at the adversary. It makes me angry at his demons. How, how dare they come against the children of the living God? How dare they come and try to put something on, on one of his children? I'm telling you, that's a front. That's a, you, know what Jesus, you know what the uh, Satan is saying there? He's saying, you know what? What Jesus did, it ain't enough. You know, there ain't anything you can do to stop me. There ain't nothing you can do to stop me. I'm going to come. I'm going to keep putting this on you. I'm going to keep putting you, this on you. I'm telling you, that is an absolute lie from the pit of hell. That is a lie from the pit of hell. But we, we as a body of Christ need to come to the place where we understand that. We have to understand that what Jesus has done is so much greater than than anything the adversary can do to us or towards us. Amen? But are we believing these things? Amen? Are we believing these things? Amen. it stirs me up on people. hmm, Tell me, oh, well, you know, the Lord gave me this. The Lord put this upon me, so I can suffer for Jesus. So I, so I can suffer for Him. I, I'm, t- I'm, telling you, Church, these things are aggravating. If you will get in the Word, understand what the Lord has told us. I'm telling you, Church, it will start making you angry as well. I tell listen, listen, listen. People talk about my wife. You want, you want to, you want to get confronted with me? You come start talking about my wife. Amen. And, you, and me and you will have a confrontation. That's the way things go. Listen, if you want to talk about one of my brothers and sisters in the church, listen, that's a real good way for you to get a confrontation with me, me coming to speak against you, you know, know, saying the things that you're saying aren't right, and correct those thoughts, amen? I will confront those things. I'm telling you, church, you come talk about my daddy, that he's put something on you, that he's made you poor, he's done this, he's done that. Listen, church, you're going to get confronted by me. I mean, he, I can't, I don't, I don't like people talking about my dad. I don't like talking about my Lord, my Savior. I don't like people talking about the Holy Ghost. Amen. Why? Because I'm passionate for him. As much as I love my wife, as much as I love my family here, I'm passionate for him. Amen. And I, do, and I will not permit those things to be said in my ears. Why? Because none, none of those seeds are going to get sown in my heart. Not, not one of them. I will grab them. I will take a hold of them. I will stomp them underneath my feet. Amen. Exactly where they belong. Amen. Listen, church, we've got to get, we get to that place where we understand that the things are finished. I mean, I know what Jesus did. It's finished. It's not, he's, you know, one of these days, one of these days, everything's going to be perfect. No, 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 honey. It, it's already done. Amen. These things are already done. Let's go there. Let's go to John chapter 19 real quick. We'll just pop on over there. I, I was praying about this, this this week, and this is a, this is a great scripture here that will uh, line us up. In John 19, right before Acts. Right after Luke. Luke. Okay, at, uh, at John 19, let's go to, to verse 28 here. It says, And after this, Jesus knowing all things, and listen, after this, the place, the place in the word we're at here is Jesus. He's sitting on the cross, right? It's 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 after you know he got he had the, the last supper with his disciples. It's after he got betrayed by Judas. It's it's after he got went in front of the Sanhedrin and the high priest and got humiliated and spit on and slapped. It's it's after he went in front of Pilate and and got condemned and, and he released a murderer instead of releasing the innocent Lamb of God. I mean it was it was after these things. After he got a crown of thorns shoved upon his head, after his, bl- his beard was plucked, after a cat of 9 tails profusely ripped off his flesh, until the point that Isaiah chapter 53-52 uh, 50, uh, says that, that he was beyond recognition that he was even a man. It was after that, after the nails went through his wrist. After the nails went into his ankles, and he's hanging up on that cross. Not that those nails were, were keeping him up there, but he was hanging up there for each and every one of us, not, not even permitting angels to come down and save him from this place. It was after that. It was after that. He said, After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were accomplished, that the scriptures might be fulfilled, he said, I thirst. And there was set a vessel of vinegar, or vinegar wine, and they filled the sponge with vinegar, and they put it upon sop, and they put it unto his mouth. You know, Jesus, he said, he said, it is accomplished. It is accomplished. What is it that Jesus accomplished? What is it that he accomplished? Everything that the Father asked him to do here on this earth. Everything, that the, uh, every, every bit of the will of God that, that was lended over to Jesus to do here on this earth. It was completed. He trained up disciples. He trained up men and women of God to where after he left this place, the church would explode and change the natural world. Amen. The, the, the known world at that time. He did some amazing things. He, had, he revealed the Father. He not only raised up disciples, but he revealed the Father here on this earth for for all the the misconceptions of who the Father was and and looking through the Old Testament saying, you know, the Father was this, the Father's mean, the Father's this, the Father's that, we can't do this, you can't do that. Jesus came and he revealed who our Father is. A loving and a compassionate God that desires intimacy with each and every one of us. I'm telling you, you want to know what perfect theology is? It's Jesus. You wanna know what perfect theology looks like? It's Jesus. I mean, so we don't go to the Old Testament and try to find out who Jesus is. Now, there'll be some mysteries and there's hints and there's foreshadowing and there's pictures of who Jesus is, but listen, we go to Jesus to find out what the word says. I mean, so you don't go to Job and find out how Jesus is. No, you go to Jesus and find out what Job is trying to reveal us about Jesus. Amen. Now, I'm telling you, church, if, you, if, you, if you'll let everything in the Word circle around the Lord, circle around Jesus, it will, cre- it will correct all of your, your, your foul thinking about who the Father is. It'll correct your, your thinking on, on what, God, what was God trying to do in the Old Testament because Jesus says, listen, if, you, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Amen. I mean, the Father, he's no different than Jesus himself. He's just as loving. He's just as compassionate. He's just as jealous for each and every one of us. Amen? Amen. He is that good. He accomplished raising up disciples. He accomplished revealing the nature of the Father. He accomplished being our substitute. Amen. Amen? Being our substitute, boring our sin, boring our iniquity, allowing us to be crucified with Him, taking our curse, taking our poverty, taking our sickness, taking our disease. He said, and after these things were now accomplished, he said, I thirst. I thirst. You know, in Psalm 69, verse 21, it, it, it reveals this, what it was coming over. It was, a, it, was a, it was a prophetic word that was coming forth. He says, they, they also gave me bitter herb in my food, and for my thirst, they gave me vinegar or vinegar wine to drink. He goes, They also gave me bitter herb in my food, and for my thirst, They gave me vinegar wine to drink. Now listen, Jesus didn't just drink this wine or drink this vinegar, amen, to fulfill prophecy. Amen? I think sometimes when we're, when, we're, when we're reading the word and we're, we're, we get prophetic words, sometimes we're, we're thinking that we gotta do something to make sure that this comes to pass. Amen, that we gotta, we gotta dot every I, we gotta cross every T. We, we gotta push the prophecy to come to pass. Amen. But that's not actually what's happening in prophecy. What's happening in prophecy is the Holy Ghost is looking through the portal of time and when he gives a word of wisdom, he sees something that's coming to pass in the future. Amen. But many times when we get a word of wisdom or we get a prophetic word, there is uh it, it, it's 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 not necessarily that it's a definite thing that's going to come to pass amen it's not always going to come to pass sometimes it can be conditional you say what do i mean by that see jesus could have got up on that cross even though the holy ghost saw what was going to what was going to take place in the future jesus could have got up on that cross said no 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 don't don't don't, don't give me that vinegar give me whiskey yeah, he could have done that if he wasn't yielded unto the Holy Spirit. If he wasn't yield unto the living God that's on the inside of I him, mean, he could have said that very easily. Same thing when words get, get given to us. We don't have to force those things to come to pass. But listen, they can be conditional on what? On us yielding unto the Spirit of God. I mean, well, Listen, a couple years ago, we gave a word. We, the Holy Ghost, and me—we we, we gave a word and to, and to some people, Amen. And that, and the, the Lord was trying to, you know, uh, encourage them, encourage them to get plugged into the things of God, you know, which, which they were, but encourage them to step uh, step in a greater measure, if you will. Amen. And he, 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 wanted, he wanted us to pray over him for the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation, specifically for tongues and interpretation of tongues to be in operation. Amen. That was a word for the Holy Ghost. They received it. We laid hands. It was done. Amen. It's done. Full stop. Now listen, they could have begun to operate in those things, and it would have been just as the, the Holy Ghost uh, desired for them to do. But it is Conditional right? So what happened? They decided not to operate in these. Amen. So what happens? The church begins to suffer for it. Why? Because they chose not to do it. They chose not to, to yield into the spirit of God that's on the inside of them. Amen. It doesn't mean that the Holy Ghost is wrong. It doesn't mean that the Holy Ghost missed it. Amen. It just means that they didn't, they didn't yield into those things, but, but they wouldn't have to force those things. All you got to do is yield to the spirit of God. Am I making any sense here? Amen. I feel like I'm talking around circles here, but but uh, we got to yield unto the Spirit of God. Amen. When He leads us to do something, they can be conditional. Amen. But we don't force them to come to pass. We don't force the gifts of the Spirit to come to pass. Amen. We allow Him to move. You know, we got to be yielding to Him. We got to be intimate with Him. Amen. Now, listen in verse. 30 here, which is the verse I actually wanted to get to. It says, when, when Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bound his head, he bowed his head, and he gave up the ghost. He gave up the spirit of God. He released the spirit of God. Why? Because the word says, with long life, I will satisfy you. So Jesus, as he was sitting up there, listen, listen see, the world couldn't kill him. Amen? See, the Jews couldn't kill him. Satan could not kill him. What did he do? He gave up the ghost. He, he gave up his spirit. He said, Father, it's done. I've completed everything that you have done. In the Greek, that word finished is tetelestai. He says, tetelestai, it's finished. It is finished. We get that uh, Greek word tetelestai. It comes from the Greek word teleo, and it means, to be, it means completion. It means accomplished. It means to be finished, paid in full, and it also can mean consummated. Amen, so what are we talking about? Remember, why, why are we talking about some of these things? Amen, we're trying to, to, to understand the finished work of Christ, what he's done for us and in us, amen. But remember, as we said a couple weeks ago, we gotta look at all these things through our spiritual eyes, amen. We can't, don't, don't lean on your own intelligence, don't lean what, you, what you've been taught in the past. No, no we gotta lean into, into our spiritual understanding, allow him to reveal something into our spirit. He said, it is completed to tell us that. It is completed, Jesus accomplished all things that the Father has asked him to do here on earth. Here on earth, he asked him to do it. You say, why do I keep on saying here on earth? Because listen, redemption wasn't completed. I mean, redemption wasn't complete. You say, what do I mean with that? Jesus, after he gave up the ghost, he had to go down the pit of hell and he, he was our substitute down in that place for three days and three nights until what? Until God released the Holy Ghost to come back out of him, bring life into that body, raise him back to life. And what did he do? He defeated death. He defeated hell. He defeated Satan himself, paraded him around hell, amen. Took the keys to hell, went up, gathered the captives and took them up to sit at the right hand of the father, amen. Then when he poured his blood upon, on the mercy seat, then it was completed. And it's, but everything here on this earth was done. It was, it was completed. Jesus closed an age. It was completed. He said... That, that The age, the dispensation of the law, it is completed. And now I'm opening up the age of grace. I'm opening up the age of the church, amen? The age where, where people are going to receive me. They're going to become in union with me. They're going to get the Holy Ghost just like I had them. They are going to flip this world upside down because I am the conqueror and I've made you more than conquerors. He, he closed an age. It was finished. It was paid in full. It was paid in full. Jesus paid the full price for what we could not do ourselves. I'm telling you, that's amazing. He took the nature that was imputed upon us from Adam and the last Adam. I mean, the last Adam, the second Adam, the last Adam imputed his righteousness upon each and every one of us. I'm telling you, that's powerful stuff. That's powerful stuff. But the one I want to get out here is, is consummation. I find that absolutely amazing, church. Consummated. Jesus opened up the door. Amen. What was Jesus' aim? You. This has always been the aim. Even before before the world became, it was was his aim for for us to be in communion with him, to be made one with him. And through this communion, through this consummation, through it being finished, through tetelestai... I mean, a consummation took place. Jesus opened up the door for the ability for him to purchase a bride for himself. Jesus opened up the door to purchase a bride for himself. I'm telling you, he opened up the door for intimacy for each and every one of us. He has completely separated us from the world, separated us from From sin separated us, from sickness separated us, from curse, and brought us into full union with Himself. I mean, all we got to do to receive it is what? Receive it, submit to it, submit to Him. Amen. And then put Him on in everything that we do. Amen. But the question is, how do we put Him on, Church? How do we put Him on? Remember, we got to be crucified. You got to be crucified. You got to be buried, and then, and only then, will you be able to be resurrected back in him. Be resurrected back in him. Listen. Listen, let's go to uh, let's, go, let's go to Romans. Let's go to Romans 6 here. Now we were talking about this last week and we're seeing it from the, from the side of being buried. But I want to look at it from a different angle today. From being resurrected. Amen. So it says real quickly here. It says, in verse 3, it says, Know ye not that as many as you were baptized into Christ, you were, you were baptized into his death. As many of us that were fully immersed into Christ, you've been fully immersed into his death. Amen. Until we, until we see ourselves as crucified, do we see ourselves as dead, you're never going to be able to operate in the resurrection, church. Why? Because you're still going to submit yourself into dealing with sin. Amen. And which is a lie, which is not who you are. Amen. You're going to have to see yourself uh, crucified. You're going to have to see yourself buried in these things. Listen. If you can't get buried, listen, if you get buried, if you allow yourself to be buried, not only crucified, not only hanging up on the cross, but get buried, listen, you'll never be able to resurrect that body back to life, that old nature that's been destroyed. Amen. It says in verse 4, it says, uh, Therefore, we are buried with him in baptism into death. And like Christ, we're raised up from the dead in the glory of the Father. Even so, shall we should walk in the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in his likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. What happens when you plant a seed into the ground? Does anyone know? It dies, amen, and see, when that seed dies, then life comes back out of it, amen, as it, as it grabs all the nutrients from the ground and, and the water and everything else that it needs, it, it then life comes up out of that seed. He says, he says here, if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, if you've been planted, if you allow yourself to get buried, planted in the ground, die into it, then and only then is a newness of life going to come up from you, then only then will you also be in the likeness of his resurrection. If you've been fully immersed in his death, you can be fully immersed in his life. You're fully immersed in separation from the things of God. Now you can be fully immersed in the union that he has for us. This reminds me of some of the uh, the last words that, that Paul spoke to Timothy. I, I, I love the book of First and Second Timothy. This is, you know, it's, it's a spiritual daddy talking to a son. There's some powerful stuff in there. But, but listen to these verses right here, which some consider some of the last, last words that Paul would have said. Amen. And into Second Timothy two eleven and 13, he says, you can trust these words. He's saying, listen, listen, my son, you, you can trust these words I'm about to tell you. If we were joined with him in death. I mean, some of the last words he spoke to me, he said, listen, you can trust me with these, Timothy, my dear son. Listen, if we're joined with him in his death, we're also joined with him in his life. If we're joined with him in death, you're also can be joined with him in life. If we're joined with him in suffering, then we'll reign together with him in triumph. If we get, if we disregard him, then he will also disregard us. But if we are faithless, he will still be full of faith. For he never wavers in his faithfulness for us, church. I'm telling you, are you willing to die? See, this this is the question. Are you willing to die? Die from what? Die from your desires. Die from your lifestyle. Die from the things that you want. Die from your pride. Die from these things. Are you willing to die from these things? And see, until you can die to those things, you're never going to be resurrected back into his life. You're never going to be able to change your life for his life. His life will never be able to operate and live through us unless we yield to him, unless we die unto him. Amen? Now it says, so if we're willing to, if we're willing to die to him and be raised back into him. Listen, church. <laughs> I know some of these things have been uh, probably t- a little tough to hear so maybe over the last couple of weeks, but listen, I'm telling you, there, there's some amazing news right here. This is, this, this is where the good news comes in. If we, if we are willing to die, if we are be willing to, to be buried with him, Listen, church. Listen, we can also be resurrected. Amen. I and not, not just resurrected. We can also be seated with him. Amen. Listen. Listen, church. Listen. Come on. Let's go, let's go to let's go to uh, let's go to Ephesians chapter two. And as Brother Hagin would say, I hope you got your shouting shoes on today. Amen. Come on. Listen, in verse one, it says, And you hath he quickened or made alive who were dead in trespasses to sin. He goes, wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among who you also were, among, uh, among who also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind were the near uh, were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Listen, when we were dead and we were fully separated to God, listen, you were only doing one thing and that's what fallen the culture of the world. Following what you were yoked up to. Amen. Following those things. This is, this is synonymous with, with submitting yourself unto, unto, unto the God of this world, as, as 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says. Submitting yourself unto Satan himself is all, is all you're doing. Listen, when the world's doing out there doing the things they're doing, we, we don't get mad at them. We don't criticize them for what, what they're doing. Listen, we, we, can, we can speak to the church. We can sharpen each other up in the church. We can correct things in the church. But listen, when people are yoked up with the world, when they're yoked up with the culture of the world, they're doing what is normal to them. Them. They're doing what, what they think is right. They don't understand where we are because they're not dead yet, amen? They're, they're, dead, from the, they're, dead, uh, they're dead and separated from the Father himself, but, but they have not died, amen, and been resurrected back into life yet. In verse four, it says, but God, and someone say, but God. Oh, come on. Say, but God. But God is rich in mercy, For a great love where he loved us. For God who is rich in mercy. For his great love where he loved us. I'm telling you why. We may have been separated uh, from God. We may have been participating in all kinds of nonsense in this world. But God but God who is rich in mercy because he loved each and every one of us. He is rich in mercy. He is rich in his love, this agape love that while we yet hated him, while we were in rebellion against him, this, this love that says, I don't, I don't necessarily need you to love me back, but, but I have the highest form of love that I'm gonna love you regardless. I'm gonna love you back into the position where you desire me. I'm gonna love you enough to where you can't do anything but come after me. This, this same kind of love. Permitted him to pour out his mercy upon us. Not give us something that we deserve. Mm -hmm. Ben said he gave us his love. He gave us his grace. verse 5 says, Even when we were dead into sins, hath he quickened us together with Christ. By grace you were saved. Even when we were yet dead in our sins, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, by His empowering, by the power of God coming upon you Himself, He saved each and every one of us. I love this. It says, He hath that. It. It's past tense, church. These are things that have already taken place. We, we are, we, when you were dead, you were separated into sin. You know? You know, God didn't come back and say, you know... You know, I'm just gonna wait for, I'm just gonna wait for tomorrow to figure it out. You know, she keeps on walking around, she keeps on doing all these things. I'm just gonna sit here and I'm and I'm gonna wait for her to figure it out. No, no, that's that's not what the Lord said. He goes, He goes, I know she can't get it figured out. I know she can't walk into perfection. She can't do enough to get into that place, so I'm gonna do it for her. So before I even create this world, Jesus is volunteering. He's gonna come down for you. These things have already taken place place. Amen. This is it hath it's done. It, it was done from the beginning and it's completed in us right now. Church, this is this has been the goal of God all along is to get us into that place called perichoresis. Amen. To where, to where the, the unity, the circle of unity between the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost is now there's an invitation for each and every one of us to get into that circle of unity. Not that not that we're equal with God himself, amen, but that we are his sons, that we are his daughters, that he purchased each in every one of us. Amen. He died for us physically so we could receive him spiritually. Amen. What we couldn't do in the natural, he, he did for us so we could receive it in the spiritual sense. And in verse 6, he says, He hath raised us up together. He's already raised us up together. And he made us sit in the heavenly places with Jesus Christ. Listen, it wasn't, you know, the Father said it wasn't enough that they just die to themselves. I don't want to stop there. It's not even enough that you get resurrected. Oh, come on, church. He's saying it's not, it's not, it's not enough that you die into yourself. It's not even enough that you get resurrected. I love you so much, I'm going to sit you into the heavenly places, seated at the right hand with Jesus Himself, church. I'm telling you, how does God look at you? Start, start looking in the mirror. Start looking in the mirror here. Hey, we're we're already seated in heavenly places with Christ right now. It's not something that's going to happen, people. Oh, and and the great by and by. You know, everything's going to work out just fine. No, no. Now we are seated in heavenly places right at the right hand of the Father right now, church right now. It's not, it's not something that's going to happen. It's right now. Listen to what it says in the Amplified here. It says, he has raised us up together with him, with Jesus, and made us to sit down together, given us joint seating with him in the heavenly sphere by virtue of being with Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one. He has raised us up together to sit down, given us a joint seating with him. Joint seating with him right now. Not, 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 this isn't going to happen in the future. It's already taking place right now. But, but remember, we've got to see things through, not through these carnal eyes, but through our spiritual eyes, amen? We are already seated at the right hand of the Father. Why, why in the world are we allowing things to come against us? Why in the world are we allowing anything to come and tarnish the church? Why in the world are we allowing viruses to come and decimate, decimate the things around the world? It's not I mean, Satan's going to keep on doing it, but why is he not under our feet like he's supposed to? Listen, we're already in the heavenly places. We're, we're already seated there. You know, We're already there. Why, why does it say that we're seated? Why does it say that Jesus is seated? Listen, church, these things are done. He's sitting in rest and he's calling us into that place of rest. He, these things have already been finished, they've already been completed. Listen, darkness, it's defeated. Jesus is resting. Jesus is resting. Sin, It's already defeated. Jesus is sitting back on the throne. He's resting. I'm telling you, sickness and disease, poverty, these things have already been defeated. Jesus is sitting back on the throne saying they're completed. Sit with me, boys and girls. Sit with me, sons and daughters. These things are already be completed. Sit down with my right hand with me in Christ. These things have been completed. Begin to walk in them. Begin to walk in them. You're already seated. Come, Come into my place for rest. See, a lot of times when we start preaching things, we're like, oh, coming to a place to rest, this means I can just sit back and I do nothing. No, no, that's not what the Word's talking about. We sit and rest because all these things have been completed for us. They're already done. We don't have to strive. We just got to operate them. I mean, see, the adversary, there is a real devil. There is a real hell. There is a real demonic spirits, and they're coming to destroy you, to thwart you, to keep you out of church, to keep you from knowing these things so he can come and kill you, kill your children, kill your house, kill your finances. But I'm telling you, Jesus is sitting back on the throne. And he's saying, Listen, guys, it's already done. Just sit here with me. It's already done. Stand up in the authority that I've given each and every one of you. Church, the war is over. The war is over. Jesus finished the war, it's over. Oh, we're, we're the warring army. We're not a warring army. We're an occupying army, walking here around this earth, occupying what Jesus has already done, walking in the fullness of his power, walking in the fullness of his authority, keeping Satan, the one that's already defeated, underneath our feet, church. We're not warring against him. He's already defeated. We're more than conquerors in Christ. He is the conqueror. We're more than conquerors, walking in the fullness of what he has done for each and every one of us, church. I'm telling you, see this part of your shoe right here? Satan's neck still fits there, but you're going to have to put your foot on top of him, Amen. Begin to walk in what God has already called us to do. Walk in the seat that He's already positioned. Sit in that place of rest. We don't, we don't need to go warning. We don't need to go, you know, doing all these crazy things. Church, get in the word. Let's 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 understand what the what the Lord's done in us and through us and begin to walk in those things. Walk in the authority that He has given us. Yeah, you know, where is Jesus seated? Amen. For all you for all you out there I don't know where Jesus is seated. Amen. Yeah, Jesus is in here too, but he's also seated at the right hand of the Father. What is that? That is the place of authority. Amen. The Father said, here, you sit at my right hand. You are in my place of honor. You're in my place of authority. And all, and all those rugrats, all those wee boys and girls that you, that you, that you gave your life over there, they're going to sit there in that. I'm telling you, that's a big throne. That's a big throne. Each and every one of us, we, we get to sit and we're resting with Jesus in that place, in that position of authority. How dare we, church? Good Lord, how dare we, when we're seated in the place of authority, how dare we tarnish that, that throne that Jesus is sitting on? How dare we allow sin to come and tarnish that throne? How dare we allow sickness, disease? Power? How dare we allow anything that Jesus has defeated? How dare we allow that to come and tarnish the finished work of Jesus, what he has done? Because listen, it ain't Jesus that's permitting those things, amen? They're defeated. It's us. But we gotta know who we are. We gotta know who he is. We gotta know what he has remade us to be, what he, the new life that he has given us. Amen. And don't take these, don't take the power, don't take this authority, don't take the word, don't take the Holy Ghost, don't take Jesus, and don't take the Father for granted. Amen. But being submitted unto him, allowing, allowing him to operate. In us and through us, allowing us to, to be what he's called us to be. Listen, it's a lack of knowledge and it's a lack of understanding of why these things come to pass, why we allow these things, why we permit these things to come. It's as simple as that. Yeah, let me, let me, I'll, let me, I'll, I'll finish up with this verse here. I'll finish up with this verse. Talking about our lacking of understanding, our lack of knowledge. Where are we at here? In Ephesians 3, let me read this verse to you here in chapter 3, verse 10. It says, to the, intent that we now, that, uh, to the intent that now, under the principalities and powers in heavenly places, might be made known the church, the manifold wisdom. Of God, now, now listen, that doesn't seem like it says a whole lot on that until you start pressing in. I, I, like, I like how the, the Passion Translation reads this. It says, The church... Everyone say, I am, the church. I am the church. The church is the university of the angels. And every believer is a professor teaching the heavenly realm, the mysteries and the wonders of the grace of God. The angels investigate... Through our lives, the treasures of grace, like the cherubims who graze upon or gaze upon the mercy seat, Amen. The, the church, each and every one of us, we as we're gathered here right now, it says this is a university. For the angels. This is the place that, that the angels are, are being taught. That the angels are paying attention. They're seeing the grace that's been poured out that God loved these people, these humans, so much that He made them in His likeness. He made them in His image. And then He poured out His grace. Even when they're in rebellion, He poured out His grace upon them to where they could be made in union with Him. We got the angels, and all the creation of the world. They're looking, they're gazing, they're seeing how how is it like to live in that? How is it like to have the Holy Spirit, the living God dwelling on the inside of you? How is it like that, that, when, that when Satan comes against you, you can shove him back? How is it that, that he gave you the word and, and, and you can understand it and he gives you revelation? How do these things happen? Church, we are the professors. We are the teachers. We are the ones walking in this grace. We're the ones walking in this mercy. We're the ones walking in the power of God here on this earth. Not, and it's not, listen church, it's not, it's, not just, it's not just the heavenly angels that are sitting there paying attention. I'm telling you, we, we have a job of doing that's to teach the fallen ones, to teach those demonic ones. And then they say, oh, Melvin, you know what? You know, it's about time I throw a little bit of this back on you. You, you haven't had COVID. You know, I think I gonna pour a double dose on you. You know, and it's, it's our job to come and teach and say, no, devil. No, 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 no. That's not what the word says. I am the healed of God. I'm not looking to get healed. I am the healed of God. The living God dwells on the inside of me. How dare you come against what Jesus has already done? I rebuke you, you foul spirit in the name of Jesus, and I command you to leave. I'm telling you, we are teaching these things. Oh, oh, John, you have a great business going there. I'm going to give you a little bit of poverty. I'm going to start taking away accounts, trying to see what's going to happen. No, devil, you ain't touched. Get your hands off of my finances. My God. God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus take your hands off of, my, off of my things, the things that God has placed in my hand, yes angels I release you go out on my behalf take in, bring in more accounts, bring in more calls I will take care of them, I will bless them I will do a great job because I have the living God living on the inside of me church we are teaching the spiritual realm and most of us don't even know what God's done in us most of us don't even know what he's done. Most of us are living in a place where, where we don't understand how great Jesus has made each and every one of us to be. What he's done for us. We're permitting ourselves to live in some... Uh, some religious, superficial humility. Amen. Oh, wow, well, just... I just let those things kind of pass because, you know, you know I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want people to think that I actually know what the word says or I don't want people to actually think I, I know who my God is. And we live in some, some religious superficial humility and allow the adversary to beat us up day in and day out and then we give glory to God for it. Amen? When he's given us the ability and the power to step out of these things every time. Not just one out of ten times. Not, not five out of ten times. I'm talking a hundred out of a hundred times he's given us the ability to have dominion on everything here on this earth. Yes. Amen? Yes. What is humility? It's a freedom of walking in arrogance. Amen? It's a freedom from arrogance. It's a freedom not to walk in arrogance. It's a, it's a, a modest view of yourself. So see, I, can, I get up here and I teach and I talk like this and people are like, oh man, he sure is arrogant. No, I'm not arrogant. I'm boasting. But I'm not arrogant. See, I'm not, I'm not boasting on myself. See, it's not me that has the power to heal the sick. Amen? But I got a God on the inside of me. He does. It's not me that prospered my, my finances in my life. Listen, but I have a God that prospered me, and he lives on the inside of me. He leads me. He guides me, and he directs me in everything that I do. Listen, I'm telling you, we can have anointed teaching. We have anointed worship here. But see, it's not us that's doing it. It's the power of the living God that's living on the inside of us, training us up. And to what he has for each and every one of us. But do we know these things? Do we know these things? Mm -hmm. Church, we're called to be teachers. We need to be teachers. We need to be schooling the, the spiritual realm and everything that God has placed on the inside of us and given and placed in our hands, amen? But we gotta get to that place to do it, amen? So glory to God. Glory to God. We are forever alive and our king. We are forever victorious and our king. We are more in conquerors because we serve the conqueror because we are in union with the conqueror. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. I said glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for, for Jesus for We thank you, Father, for your plan of redemption. We thank you, Jesus, for volunteering to come down for each and every one of us, Lord, to where where we can live in absolute victory being made in one with you being in union with you, being welded in with you, Lord, being made completely new as a son and a daughter of the living God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we have the opportunity to be crucified with you, to die with you, Lord. But I thank you, Lord, even more so that we have the opportunity to be resurrected, that we can live in the fullness of your life, Lord, that we don't just get to be resurrected. Lord, we get to sit in the heavenly places with you, far above the principalities and powers, Lord. We thank you for that authority, that you have placed in each and every one of our hands. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for all things that you have performed for each and every one of us. We thank you for adopting us into the beloved, maturing us up, teaching us, correcting us, giving us the ability to bring forth revival, a reviving, into these nations. or we glorify you for it. We thank you for it, Lord. We take a hold of your word, Lord, in Psalms 91. It says that no evil will befall us, neither shall any plague come to our dwelling place, Lord. For, because, we, because we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, Lord. We, we desire to be intimate with you. You are a one. You're, you're, you're it. We desire you. We desire nothing else. And we think that we are protected. A, a thousand may fall aside. Ten thousand may fall at our right hand. Lord, but nothing, only with our eyes will we see and behold the reward of the wicked because we are placed in your protection. We thank you, Lord, for your providence. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, we thank you for this church. We thank you for each and every person you've added to, the people that you are adding to, the people that are coming in the future, Lord. We thank you for what you're, what you're, what you're doing, what you're preparing up in dairy for us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all these amazing things that you're doing in us and through us, Lord. Help us to be more yielded people unto you. And we have crystal clarity in hearing your word, being led by you in everything that we do. We walk out of here, Lord, in faith and love towards you walking in love toward each and every one of us. Lord, thanking you, Lord, from the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be, Lord. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church, we are covered by your blood, and we are empowered by your word, and we are anointed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. We are so glad you could join us for our latest message. We are located right in the center of the town, and we would love for you to call in and see us. Details are on our website at islandchurchdundalk.ie.